you are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am Jeff Garcia. Your San Antonio Spurs are playing Game 5 tonight up in the Mile High City as the Spurs and Nuggets get set for a very pivotal game in their opening round series, which is tied at 2-2. So what does this mean? What do the Spurs got to do to escape Denver with the W and head back to San Antonio with a chance to close it out? Are there players that should step it up? Are there players that are disappointing? Is the season on the line tonight? To do that and more, I am joined by the co-host of At The Line Podcast, a Spurs podcast, uh, Mac Pena. Mac, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And wow, tonight's game is very, very pivotal, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I, I think it comes down, this is, this is going to make or break the season at this point. Um, game five, on the road, the Spurs desperately need to come out aggressive and basically want it more. They, they need to, they need to show that desperation play, yeah. um, especially the bench. And I think that's the most pivotal, um, pivotal aspect of, of the entire series mm-hmm. or this entire game is the bench needs to show up. We saw it in game one where the Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs bench played phenomenal and their stars, DeMar and LA didn't, but because the bench played so well, that didn't matter. But, and you can make the argument that Denver wasn't in their game where they were asleep or whatever, but regardless, their bench in the first game definitely stepped it up. And then these past two, three, four games, you know, games two, three, and four, we've seen the bench is non-existent. So mm-hmm. I think in order for, for them to definitely advance and continue their season, their bench play needs to be much, much better, much more solid. You know, one word you said uh, to open up your opening remarks uh with just like intensity, you know, and I think that was missing in the last game, game four. There was a lack of intensity, at least from periods two through four. Spurs allowed 30 plus points in period two, three, and four. Their defense was non-existent. They looked out of whack. I mean, Marco Bellinelli, did he just forget to play some sort of defense in uh, game four? Um, DeMar DeRozan, he lost his composure towards the end of the game, uh, tossing the ball at the ref, getting fined. I, were you, you know, before I give you my two cents on this, were you shocked at how the Spurs played for the good chunk of the game? You know and what? They just looked so discombobulated. Yeah, I, I honestly was. I, I mean, I was there in person watching the game, and it was just, it, it was a sad display. All, I mean, the entire, the entire thing, from top to bottom, from Popovich. Um, and I know people are going to roast me on this because they don't like to hear Pop slander, but from Popovich's his rotations, and not to mention his questionable fourth quarter, like, benching Aldridge for the yeah. entire fourth quarter, um, and even, like, I think it was half of, or a, maybe a good chunk of the third, but Aldridge only got 29 minutes the entire game, and that, that was yeah. insane. But from that questionable, you know, from that questionable lineup to the bench play, to DeRozan losing his, his cool, um, and just the entire the entire game, the Spurs. It just it just seemed like they did not want to win this game, and and unfortunately <laughs> that's what happened. And you know that's they can't have that attitude. They can't they can't be lackadaisical. You know when they're trying to pass the ball or they're trying to make plays. And that's definitely what it seemed like. You know, so yeah, I definitely think that it was it was an ugly game to watch from top it, to bottom. 
it definitely was. And look, they came out strong in that opening period and then just fizzled after that. We talked about the fact they gave up uh, 30 plus points uh, for uh, almost well, three or four quarters. Uh, they had uh, Nikola Jokic just, you know, drop a nice stat line on them. And you had guys like Rudy Gay, Marco Bellinelli, as mentioned, Patty Mills, just really not step up. And especially Rudy Gay, who's pretty much been non-existent for uh, the postseason. And, and now, before we get into tonight's game, which will be later on the show, and previewing it, uh, as far as the nitty-gritty of that is, Mac, are, you know, when the Spurs looked out of sorts in Game 4, for me, I wasn't too surprised. This is a team that I think leans too much on that nostalgia, that that aura of the Spurs system. Yep. And yes, Popovich is still yep. there, but this is a very young team. There is Patty Mills, there is Marco Bellinelli, and there's Rudy Gay uh, and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and, and DeMar DeRozan. I get that. But you're having to rely on guys like Bryn Forbes, Derek White, uh, to really carry the team. Davis Bertans to come off that bench and do something. He's something, anything, Davis. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you got Yaka Pertle, who's doing a good job, you know, but he, the, the, those young guys, they, you know, you know Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony are not walking through that door anymore. That's it. And so right. somebody needs to step up. And you know what? For a minute there during the last game, Mac, I said, you know, this is where a guy like Pau Gasol could have came in handy, that veteran leadership on the bench and on the locker room. No. <laughs> no way, Jeff. No way. Just no the way. veteran presence. <laughs> no, Jeff. No, not – I don't even think Paul Gasol could save this team. No, I, I don't – like – and that's – that's it, because if you think and, – and this is this is where we're in a disagreement, but if you think Paul Gasol – Paul Gasol's leadership is going to change anything, that's, that's Patty Mills' job. That's That's his job. As Patty Mills being being the the veteran with with being here for what eight years, being the veteran guy on the team, that that's what and how's that working for. out for San Antonio right now? Exactly, it's it's not. I honestly don't think it's about it's not about that veteran leadership. Well, I guess you can say you can say this that big three, their leadership was on a whole nother level. Yeah. The way they played and the way they willed this team, you know, five were five rings is non-comparable to anything that we can ever hope to achieve again. I don't think you can, you can make that, you, you can try to find another type of, of impact big three in the league. I don't think there's, there's anything, maybe, maybe the Showtime Lakers, you know, from way back then, but I don't see another group of guys that can influence a team and an organization the way that those did. So, by by saying you know like Pal Gasol would come in here and do that or, or even Patty Mills, I think we're setting them setting them up for failure because I don't think they have those abilities to reach those to transcend all of it and and become you know like a big three type of leadership. It's it's it's, it's pretty much impossible. But I don't think Pal Gasol is gonna is gonna solve that problem. Um, and and Patty Mills needs to solve that problem, or at least he needs to get on on track because. They desperately need that person. And, and, and you know what? I, I know I'm a little long-winded here, but I think Patty Mills did an excellent job trying to will this team to win. Um, and, and we saw him coming up. In the beginning, he, he didn't look too hot, and then he started catching fire in the third quarter. Um, and he ended up with, with 12 points. Uh, you know, his, his three-point shot wasn't there, but at least his field goal, he was shooting 50% from the, from the field goal. Mm-hmm. So. He was trying to will this team to win. He did. He was doing the the regular Tasmanian Devil thing, where 
he makes these plays and he throws his body around. And, and that's, it was very Manu-esque to see that happen. It was like, okay, this guy's coming off the bench and he's trying to will his team or to get everybody behind him to, you know, to make a push. Unfortunately, the other bench players, the role players didn't follow along or follow suit. But I think Patty Mills definitely tried to, to um, muster that leadership spirit, you know, that, that we've seen in the past. So I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that, that he tried his best, but he needs to dig deeper and the rest of the team needs to dig deeper for sure. Well, for Mills, I, I think it's twofold, not only on the court, but off the court as well, on the locker room, on that bench. And it's, there's going to be a steady force there. The Spurs were out of sync, uh, out of composure in the last game. Obviously, we talked about DeMar DeRozan getting uh, ejected and fined for throwing the ball at the ref and into the stands. You know, that's where uh, a veteran presence, like a Duncan and Amanu and, and Tony, would have come in handy. But obviously, that's that's gone. That's in the past now. You just got to move forward. You know, there's one guy that really needs to rattle the troops, and his name is Popovich. This is where mm-hmm. the, the the most heralded coach in recent NBA history needs to step up his game. Um, you look, at the end of the day, he always says it's just basketball. You come into your job, it's just basketball. But he's a competitor. You know, he wants to win. Uh, you know, he wants to earn his check. If you're just talking right. about strictly nuts and bolts, that he's just a job, like he always says in every post-pregame uh, interview then earn your check and then come out with some wins. And I think he needs to be that guy right now for this team. You know, we talked about Mills. We talked about Rudy Gay. Is there somebody else on the roster that's that's kind of been disappointing to you? And by the way, Mac, and for the listeners, we'll do some more positive stuff. Are we going to get rid of the negative first before we jump <laughs> to the positive? Is there anybody, somebody yeah. else that's been like just really making you just want to tear your hair out? I think it's I think it's good to get to to wash yourself and absolve yourself of all the all the negativity before you start looking at at the positive. So this is good, um, and I think I think the one person that, that's aside from Marco because we're not going to even get we're not going to even get into Marco, but I think Davis Bertans is really and, and Rudy Gay because you know we we obviously mentioned him, but Davis Bertans I think he he hasn't played up to the potential that he showed throughout this throughout this, this season, especially when it comes to shooting his three-point shot. Um, he just, it, it seems, he seems timid. He seems like he's second-guessing himself instead of letting mm-hmm. it fly, and he can't get into a rhythm. And um, and I know Denver has done a really good job of, of planning for, for, the, for our shooters, but essentially that, that's what you're there for. You know, you're there to find your spot and just release. And if mm-hmm. you can't do that, then you're not you're not helping the team, you know. Um, so, I think um, I think Davis has has disappointed, at least for me, has disappointed in this series. Um, I, I you know I can't say Bryn Forbes because Bryn has has done what he's he's come in and he's he's done his best. I mean he's kind of kept up with mm-hmm. with, with uh, Gary Harris, you know, going on that one on one matchup. He's kind of kept up with Gary Harris. Um, I think Harris has a better all around game as far as you know, inside the paint or inside the paint and, and within that mid range than than Bryn has. But um but yeah, I think everybody else has done okay aside from our bench. Um yeah. you know, that includes that includes Patty Mills, Bertans, Rudy Gay, Marco Bellinelli. Like those guys are getting each of them are getting fifteen plus minutes and for them not to be contributing you know, not to be contributing scoring and then also defense yeah, it's it's tough, and and especially yeah. when that line lineup comes in with Patty Mills, Marco, 
and just the second bench or the second stringers altogether, just that's when that's when those leads start just going away, and or Denver starts increasing their leads because for some reason they can't get it together defensively and they can't shoot as well. So. Yeah, and, and look, again, we'll get to the positives in a while. We want to close the show off on a good <laughs> note. But look, for me, I think this series, in my opinion, should have been done by now, or at least close to being done in the Spurs' favor. Oh, um, you're absolutely right. You're yeah, right. So right. We, we know about game two. You know, the two 19-point leads blown. They had the win in their hand, and they just lost it. And Marcus Aldridge said following that game that they controlled most of the game. The fourth quarter collapsed. We know what happened in Game Three. Derek White went off and um, you know led the team to the big win, and the Spurs took the series lead. And then you fast forward mm-hmm. to Game Four. Again, we talked about their composure. Check, you know that was out the window. They weren't composed. And to me, when I look back at that game, the little things. The Spurs were the were not maybe not the number one, or at least close to number one. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mac. Free throw shooting team in the league. The yep. Spurs lost a free throw battle in Game Four. Okay. Yeah, yes, they had right. yes they had ten turnovers, which is low, but they caught they gave up twelve points. Their three point shot wasn't going down, and they were one of the better three point shooting teams. Uh, and then they lo- lost at home, which was a little surprising considering they had the second best record in the regular season at home. To me, Mac, this this series should have been done by now. But even so, we'll transition to a little bit more positive now. I still think this series can be had for San Antonio. Your thoughts? No, I agree. Um, I agree in everything that um, you know that was said because absolutely, the, the Spurs had so many opportunities to close out this series in four games. Like you said, in Game Two, they had those two 19-point leads that they just squandered. And then, you know, if they would have if they would have taken both those games there and then continued on and got this this Game Three, or obviously they won Game Three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they. I think the Nuggets would have been way too rattled to make a game four push. And especially because that momentum, if the Spurs carried that same momentum going into game four and closing out at home, they could have absolutely swept. Um, But you're right. Their free throw, their free throw shooting and their three point shooting hasn't been there. And that's a huge issue. Like you were saying this past game four, the Nuggets shot almost 92%. Whereas the Spurs shot 75%. They were yeah. missing, uh, you know. They were missing three, or they were missing a quarter of of their free throws, and those are free points, absolutely free points. Um, so, so yeah, and, and then on top of the, and then on top of that, their three point shots were not going down. And you're right, this this team has been one of the better three point percentage wise shooting three point teams. You know, the Denver Nuggets shot almost fifty percent, and the mm-hmm. Spurs barely shot barely shot 29 percent. so it's right. it's a huge disparity between the two and again that comes down to i think our bench play because mm-hmm. most of our three-point threats are on the bench you know you have patty mills you have Dobbs Bertans, and you have marco bellinelli those guys are our sharpshooters aside from Bryn forbes but he's in the starting line our, our sharpshooters that are supposed to be the three guys are marco patty and davis and, and then Rudy Gay has been shooting really well from the three as well this entire season. But when it comes to this series, all of those guys are just hurting themselves and hurting the team by not knocking down those shots. And it's not like they're not getting good looks. They are. Some of them are good looks, but for mm-hmm. some reason they can't get out of their own way and, and make it and you know knock down a shot. 
Yeah, well, if if history is in on the Spurs side in this series, the Spurs should win because it goes win loss win loss. So you do the math; it should be a win for San Antonio. But yep. uh, barring that, and obviously I'm just being silly here. Um, for me, and we'll talk about more about this in a, in a little bit after our first break. Uh, it just comes down to simple execution and doing the little things. If you look at this team, these two teams side by side in the postseason. Spurs are averaging about 107 points per game. The Nuggets, 108. It's right there. Um, opponents, uh, points, per, uh, points per game, Spurs hold teams to, well, obviously one team, Denver, 108 uh, points per game. Nuggets, 106 for the Spurs. These, these two teams are neck and neck. And to me, it's just little execution, which I think falls on Popovich's side. For not getting this team, you know, to get down to the nitty gritty and the details, he preaches details. Ten turnovers, but but they give they they're no transition defense. Uh, surprisingly, though, and I found this a little shocking, and maybe you didn't, but this, in this series, the Spurs are actually outworking the Nuggets in the paint, fifty to forty-four points per game. Uh, so that tells me there's a blueprint there. There's a blueprint there. We've seen it in the in the two wins. We've seen it even a few in, in the losses that this Spurs team can handle Denver. And again, they have nobody else to blame but themselves. At this point, I I, I can't even say, well, it's all Nuggets. I don't know about you, uh, Matt. <laughs> I, I really can't say it's all the Nuggets. The Nuggets are just a superior team because I don't think that's the case here. No, yeah. I, I, I No, you're right. I think it's in order for the Nuggets to win, they have to play absolutely perfect. And we yeah. saw that in game we saw that in game two where Jamal Murray had this godlike, you know, game and he he took over and, and just just absolutely destroyed the Spurs. Um and and again, that was that was something transcendent. <laughs> like yeah. a divine intervention happened and, and that caused them to win. And so that's why I'm saying and you're right the Spurs are tripping over themselves and not closing out these games. And that's the issue here is they're making these small little mistakes. And I think you're, you're again, a hundred percent right where Popovich needs to make these, these adjustments or stop the bleeding by making timeout or adjusting the lineups. We haven't seen that happen. Um, like in as game long, two, as long as as long as Marco Rudy and Patty are not on the same team, uh, on the court at the same time, then we're good with that. Right. Yeah. Right, right, exactly, and that in itself—that's a huge thumb sore. That's a huge sore, right, right there. I mean, we see them, we see that lineup just getting absolutely demolished, and there's no change or no urgency right. in Popovich where he's like, "Oh, hey, let me stop this before this gets away." And we saw it in Game Two where, you know, they lost those 19-point leads because this lineup came in, and then you know, then the starters had to come in and then start continuing to, to either add on to the lead or not lose the lead. Um, yeah. and, and, and I know people are calling for this. I myself am, am extremely interested in seeing this, especially because we saw it happen um, in a few minutes. But Lonnie Walker coming in <laughs> with five minutes and him dropping, you know, him shooting, him going 50% on the, on the field, uh, from the field goal, you know, that might be your ringer. He might be the guy that comes in on the bench and absolutely just is that spark plug that this bench lineup is needing, you know, or the guy that's, that's going to penetrate and, and be able to, to pierce this right. armor that they need. I know people are like, he's a rookie. 
You should have yeah, given he, him this he, time. Whatever. Yeah, he is a rookie. He is a but, rookie. And but at this point, right now, like it's you know all hands on deck, desperation mode. You might need to throw in a wrench, you know, to to, to throw them off their feet. And Lonnie Walker might be the answer to that. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, you can't get any worse than Marco Bellinelli shooting, you know, getting only three points. You can't. So, well, well I'm pretty sure if Popovich was listening right now, he'd probably just laugh right now and say, no, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I'll buy you uh, a bottle of wine, Pop. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to take our first break. Uh, we get back. Uh, we're going to shed more light on the series and see what the Spurs can do and have done and uh, put a positive spin on this as we look ahead to Game 5 later tonight. But before we do that, you need to download the Himalaya podcast app. Why? Because it's one of the best apps out there, and it aggregates and actually curates a great playlist for you. And that's where you can subscribe to Locked On Spurs and all the rest of the Locked On NBA podcasts. In an ever-changing podcast world, you need the Himalaya podcast app. Um, Just go to your favorite app store, download it for any of your devices, and by the way, when you do that, you can even tell the Himalaya podcast app to play Locked On Spurs on your smart device, and voila, Locked On Spurs is playing. So again, the Himalaya podcast app. We are back, and I'm joined by Mac Pena of At The Line Podcast, a Spurs podcast. Um, go check it out, subscribe to it, and we'll get into all the details on how you can do that later on the show. Uh, Mac are you ready for some NBA 2K League, maybe, coming to San Antonio? Ooh, I am so ready. I, you know, I'm, I'm one of these guys that's a fan of esports. Um, yeah. Not many people are. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely, it's definitely exciting, I think. Um, yeah, it's, you know, people have their issues, and that's for, you know, another conversation. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's, a great, it's a great venture to get into, and it's only, it's only going to get more popular. I, um, you can't you can't fight it. It's it's gonna it's a huge tidal wave coming. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And again, people are gonna yeah. be a curmudgeon about it. Like, oh, you you watch somebody play video games? Yeah, well, you watch somebody play a, a sports game too. We all do. You know, we all sit <laughs> on our couches and, and watch sports it happen. Sports comes in different forms. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you know, might as well embrace it. And if the sports spurs and entertainment group does, in fact, um, if they do do support a team and they sponsor a team, I'm going to be so all over that. Um, <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah. But well, um, even though I suck, I suck at 2k. I can't play 2k. <laughs> I need to do a lot of training if I want to get on that team, but I will support the team a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe just maybe cough, cough. It will be coming very soon. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about more about the San Antonio Spurs tonight for game five. All right. We got a lot of bunch of the negatives out of the way. Let's, let's, let's put a, a nice little positive spin on this episode of Locked On Spurs. What do the what are the Spurs that are doing right right now during the series two two that they need to continue doing right tonight in Denver, Mac? Well, I think um, Derek White needs to continue to attack. He needs to continue to um, to lead the charge and attack the paint because we've seen it once Derek scores over you know over or, or he shoots more than ten shots and, and scores more than ten points. The Spurs that's very favorable in. Um, in their in their corner, I also think that they need to attack the paint. You know, I think these past few games they've gotten away from driving into the paint and driving into Jokic or or Plumlee or Millsap down, you know, mm-hmm. down in the post um, and under the basket. 
and that's that's going to be in their favor. If you can get these guys, these other guys into foul trouble, then by all means, that's what you need to do in order to be successful. And that's I think they've gotten further away from that. And then yeah. I think the a really important thing that needs to happen this next game is DeRozan needs to have this godlike Super Saiyan, you know, game because <laughs> of everything that happened. You know, if there's one way to 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 just shut up everybody and and the refs and stop the refs from doing what they're doing, in, in, including Tory Craig, including Tory Craig, is to ram it down his throat, <laughs> is to just <laughs> go out there and just bust your ass and just kill everybody. And I think, and, and DeRozan has that ability. We saw it when it, when he played against Toronto here on the Spurs home court when he got his first triple double. He has right. that ability to just just go completely Kobe, you know, Mamba mentality. And that's what he needs. And I think this might be good for him, you know, him getting getting that ejection, um, and him getting frustrated. You know, I want it would be great for him to be more aggressive when when he's going to the hoop. There's been times and especially in game three where it looked like he had a good layup or at least he could have maybe draw a foul, but instead he, he opted to dish out and try to get the right. three point. And, and, and I can see that. And it's great. I think where he's getting people involved and, and that's shown throughout the year because he's had his highest assist numbers in his career. But at this point right now, he needs to be aggressive and he needs to go to the hoop every single time and just be a bull and charge these people. Um, yeah. Because especially he needs to shut up, especially Torrey Craig, which Torrey Craig, by the way, had a great, a great game, but <laughs> yeah. Torrey Craig it is a little, it was a little <laughs> premature uh, smack talk. Uh, exactly. Craig. Uh, the no, the series me, isn't I, over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, you know, what the Spurs are doing right, and I think they should continue doing right, and I talked about it before, you know, they're, they're getting the job in the paint. They're outworking Denver in the middle, so kudos to them. Keep that up at, again, 50 to 44 points per game advantage San Antonio. One other thing, too, is that, Build on what they've done already. They've proven they can win in Denver. They they did mm-hmm. it. And build on that heading into game five. Also, know for them, just know this, that if you look at all the quarters uh, combined together, they've won more quarters than Denver has. Yep. And I think that helps them going into tonight's contest as well. Uh, you talked about DeMar DeRozan. I'm going to talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he needs to step it up. I think getting benched in that fourth quarter, hopefully will light a fire in him. And I think it will tonight in game five. He needs to have another, not, well, if he does, then great. But if he can get to that 56 explosion he had versus Oklahoma City in the regular season in double OT, that'd be great. But if he could just get somewhere upper 20s, high 30s, I think that'd be great for San Antonio. So combined with your thoughts on DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Arter, I think the Spurs would be fine. Obviously, there's um, Derek White. We talked about the bench. You know, Patty Mills has something to build on. You know, he had 12 points in the last game, which was a loss. But uh, that's something to get going for him. So I think that's another key thing for the Spurs. Again, in my opinion, yes, and I think you agree with this, tonight is pretty much the Spurs season. If if they lose, I think they're in trouble. Because trying to win a game seven in Denver, that's hard to do. And then the NBA history has proven that. Um, The road, I'm sorry, the home team usually wins that. As the Pistons right. when the Spurs, they try to beat the Spurs in Game Seven in the in the NBA uh, championship a few years ago, so nevertheless, I think the Spurs just got to play four quarters. That's it, and they can play four quarters of Spurs basketball that we've seen in this series in the W's and even a little bit in the in the losses. I think the Spurs will be fine, and I still believe this Spurs team can take this series. 
Mac, one final good thing about the Spurs heading into tonight's contest. Yeah, I think uh, my final my final thought is Derek White needs to explode again in Colorado. We've seen him be um, be aggressive, Derek White, and he needs to show that again. You know, he's standing out in front of his family in in his hometown. So Derek White come out, drop <laughs> another thirty burger on them. That'd be fantastic. That'd be great. All right, we're going to take our final break. We get back. We're going to put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. All right, we are back, and I'm, again, joined by Mac Pena. He is the co-host of At The Line Podcast, a Spurs podcast. Mac, tell everybody how they subscribe and listen to you and your co-host, Ty Yeager, talk about the silver and black. Yeah, so... um Y'all can find us on on Twitter. That's where we mainly post all our information as well as interact with fans. Uh, our Twitter handle is at the line pod. And then, um, or if you want to visit our website, it's at anchor.fm forward slash at the line. Um, you can find us on Anchor. Anchor will take you directly to any of your favorite podcasting sites like Spotify, Apple. Um, you can listen through Anchor itself. Um, and then my co-host is Ty Yeager. He is Ty Yeager Radio. Um, uh, on Twitter, and he, you know, he's an excellent co-host. He does everything that <laughs> I don't do. <laughs> You're being and nice without today. without him, I would be nowhere. <laughs> well, Mac. Um, also, how can people follow you on Twitter? So you can find me at Mac Pen Media uh, on Twitter. Um, I'm Twitter's probably the main social media site, and then um, you know you can shoot me a DM, follow me. That's that's the main way to get a hold of me. You know what, Mac? I, I hope next time we talk, it's because the Spurs are either playing the game seven or game six, or or they're advancing. Because uh, I, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, I think I think all the marbles are on the table tonight. I, I can't I can't handle any more of these games. So yeah, I hope yeah. the next time we do speak, uh, we're we're looking toward that at Portland, no KC. Yeah, which is pretty much Portland by now. So we'll just <laughs> say, you know. Uh, hurry up, Spurs, get it done, because Portland's about to get some nice rest if uh, they don't if the Spurs want to advance and take on a Blazers team. Uh, but no, but so that will put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. So for Mac Pena, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Lockdown Spurs.